Hi everybody, this is Eloy. What you're about to hear is After Hours number 3, which was recorded back in January 2007, and has not been released since we recorded it, due to all sorts of things going on in the lives of the Taverncast crew that prevented us from even returning to editing the show until now. So we know we've been behind. Uh, we're going to talk to you a little bit about that on the next Taverncast show. But for now, here is After Hours 3, which will be actually the final After Hours show. So, enjoy. Well, I want to give you something. Well, that's nice of you, Oscar. What is it? A bill for my expenses. <laughs> As every woman knows, the dressing really makes the salad. And so the wise homemaker chooses one of two perfectly clean from the Starlet Contiki Lounge. This is Taverncast After Hours, brought to you through the power of science by the Internet, where you can always find more about the show at www.taverncast.com. And now, it's time once again to relax, order a drink, and join your friends Cromley, Aloysius, Infernal Bill, and Kern Kater for another late-night discussion on their fantastic adventures in the world of Warcraft. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, hey Bill. Ugh. How you doing? Uh, you know, the usual. That's a deep exhale. Has it been a heck of a week? It's been, yeah, been pretty much. Exhale. <laughs> yeah, definitely it's been a heck of a week. It's, mm-hmm. you know, busy at work, busy everything else, and, you know, there's just so much to do in game, you know, which is the other priority in my life that, uh, yeah. that I find it sucking up all of my free time. Well, I got my hair cut. <laughs> do you guys like my hair? Ooh, pretty fancy. Very fancy schmancy. That's like just very wintry. It is wintry. It's a very wintry color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, winter's definitely here in Michigan. Oh my oh, god. Yeah. It's, it's freezing. Like four degrees. Yeah, it was uh, when I got out of work yes last night I drove past the um, the sign at the local mall getting on the highway to come home and it was flashing the time, the degrees Fahrenheit and the degrees Celsius. It was like seven forty seven. Eight degrees Fahrenheit, negative fifteen Celsius, and I'm going. Oh, and I've got no heat in my car. Oh my gosh! I'm like freezing. Wait a minute. How do you not have heat in your car? Don't I thought even like old cars, the heat was the thing you always have because it's just the air that comes off the engine. Well, Bill, that's because you know we pour all of our money into Taverncast. You know, we're (laughs) here for our fans, um, for their needs. Donate, please. Uh, and, and any donations that the fans could give us Donate, please. Would, would help. Donate uh, for Kern's heat. For, yeah. Would, I mean, she has no heat, and she's you know she's dying. Did, did you ever see that Star Trek she's episode where they go on that planet and the guys are like all frozen? 
It's like the frozen world, and they pick, like Sulu picks up a disease because he touches something and he brings it back to the ship. When he goes that. crazy and runs around without a shit on with a sword? Yeah. And there's a midget. It, no, those. <laughs> my point in was, that... is that it was a fro. Okay, wrong metaphor. So, do you remember the, the, the day after tomorrow movie where the world freezes? Uh, <laughs> no. I remember the guy okay. coming out of the ship, though, and he was like, oh, but no frozen people. That's the day the Earth's Okay, still. do you remember Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer when they yes. went to the Arctic and Yukon Cornelius yes. and it was freaking frozen? Yes. That's that's nice. Kern's car. No, it's it's 11 years old and the heating the heating part of it has gone. So by the time that the engine warms up, I start to get some heat from the engine. And my and like breathing in the car generates heat, but yeah, I've got no heat in my car. You should light fires on the seats. It's breathing fun. generates heat. <laughs> Tonight, I was getting all ready for the Super Bowl tomorrow. Mm. We don't watch sports; we're nerds. Uh. <laughs> Is World of Warcraft considered a sport? Because if so, then we're all for it. What, what's that? <laughs> yeah, never. Mind. We're semi-professional. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, we do have a special tonight, you guys. Um, we do have a um, jug of Guinness. <laughs> Just a jug. A jug of Guinness. That sounds wow. pretty good to me. <laughs> a jug of Guinness. <laughs> Any large quantity of Guinness works here. for me. <laughs> a jug of Guinness. How can well, you pass it's, on it's, something it's like picture, that? Okay? It's a for ten ninety nine. That's a heck of a deal. I would prefer a, a, a uh, maybe a, a bucket. Yeah, like yeah. Wait We just have like a, a plastic like uh, kitty's pail for the for the beach full of Guinness. All right, you guys. What are you gonna have? Because I've got other tables waiting. <laughs> well, she's taking no lip this, this week. Hey, I'll have the bucket of Guinness, please. Do you want any chips to go with that? Sure. Okay. He's difficult. Are they free? I'll do Bailey's on the rock. Then yes, I'll have plenty. Okay. Is that all? Um, I'll do a. Uh, I'm not really feeling much in an alcoholic mood tonight. I'll do a Shirley Temple. Okay. Wow. And how many cherries would you like in the Shirley Temple? <laughs> Surprise me. Ooh! Right. Wow. Yeah. That is, mm. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna, I'll just have like a rum and coke. I'll keep it nice and simple this week. Okay. Do you know how to make that? I do. Rum. I don't make it, the bartender. You does, put coke. Okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? I, I really want to apologize to you for my behavior last week because oh, I know I was. Goes. I was kind of rude to you, and, yes, you do this and every really week. everybody in the bar. I want to apologize to. I'm I normally not this way, and do you see the way he's really? I, I'm only acting that creepy. way because Bill, look because up. I really think you're you're kind look at her of, eyes, up, Bill. Bill, her eyes, and, look up and, her eyes. And really, above I mean, the neckline. it's I, it's only because like I you know it's like kind of a schoolyard crush, really. Okay, like all right. Anyway, I gotta I gotta go to the. Come here, department. come here. I want to. <laughs> Can I just lick your face? Wow, he hasn't even started <laughs> drinking yet. Please. Oh my god! I mean, you're really, you're, you're super hot. I mean, come here. <laughs> no? That doesn't do anything for you? I really hope she has some Get mates. the ACLU in here now! <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna go and uh, take care of that order. Alright, thank you. Uh, jug for you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this is a this is a momentous occasion for me because I'm actually drinking a rum and coke, and the last time I had rum and coke was in college when I had first met my wife, and we had gone to the beach with some friends, and they just had rum and coke. We drank so much rum and coke, I was so disgusted with it. I haven't I haven't had it since. So, cheers, everybody. Here's the vomit. Cheers. Wow, That's, that would be like me drinking tequila. Cheers. You cheers. Could that. Cheers. 
Now, I've got a, a tequila story from college. You, do you guys know what counted shots are? Is that where you take shots and you count them? Basically, um, <laughs> yeah. Wow, how'd I come up with that? Yeah. So, no, a counted shot is where, like, you take a bottle, right, and you, uh, you, you upend the bottle. You drink right out of the bottle, and you count. So... This girl at this party got all all up on, and she was like, oh, I no, cannot you drink you! And I was like, no, you can't, because I'm a better drinker than you. Basically, this is like two complete losers trying to out-loser themselves. So um, she handed me a bottle of tequila, and she got a bottle of tequila, a bottle, and we started doing counted shots. So that's, you know, this is a upend fifth? the bottle, one, two, three, four, then she upends the bottle, one, two, three, four, five, six. Kids, don't try this at home. Yeah, or no, anywhere please, else. Please, no. And then you just keep drinking out of the bottle, and we had both down almost an entire bottle of tequila apiece before we finally quit. Oh my I, god. I, I won, by the way. I, I am the victor. The victor sure of that. Loser. You, you beat how, a girl. How well were you counting? Congratulations. And, about, and about five <laughs> minutes later... Woo! Probably like 85 about five minutes later, we kind of both hit the floor, and I don't remember ever in my life being that sick for almost 48 hours. Well, your friend, the friend whose house you were at was a paramedic at the time and a firefighter who's now a um, member of Homeland Security, as a matter of fact. But you were in, you were in the shower and uh, begging him to, make you, to uh, not let you die. That's a myth. That's a myth. Greg, I, look, don't let I me... I did not quote, know. Greg, don't let stories. me die. No, that's, that's, what, that's the story he tells. Don't let me die, man. I don't man. remember it, therefore... It isn't yeah. true. I do remember being in the shower. But didn't you didn't you ruin his couch? Didn't you throw up all over his brand new couch oh, and you ruined his that's couch? That's a completely different story saved for a completely different ship. What oh. about the story of when you were in Florida and you were in your in-law's car? Don't need that story. The, no, okay. don't need that one again. Uh, which, story, which story is that? Everclear Hurricanes. Yeah. Yeah. What about that Bag. one story when you were, you were running away from the mob oh, with your friend and you tried to hide from the mob by going into the um, bar and it was the Blue Oyster and it turned and it was like, da 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 Anyway, that was Police Academy. So, sorry. <laughs> I make that mistake too. Yeah, While so wearing chats. Basically, I'm never telling drinking stories again. It's okay. We already know them all. So what have you guys been doing this week in game? Not much. I've just been doing what I've been doing before, which is playing my uh, Warlock. I finally got out of Hellfire Peninsula and through Zanger Marsh, Zanger Marshy, which is very marshy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of it's fun. And then I, I actually wandered finally into Shatrath uh, and the Forest Moon of Endor, which is around <laughs> there. And that, um, Is that where they keep it these days? Terrifying it is. Forest. I'm so upset. I'm so upset they don't have uh, Ewoks running around there singing the uh, Jub Jub song. Jub, well, they jub, used to be there, but jub, they're jub, all jub, dead. Jub, they're in the they're in the field of bones or whatever oh, yeah. they are. It's nub and, nub. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nub nub. Oh, sorry. Jub Jub's the sequel. <laughs> oh, I see. It wouldn't it be awesome if they had Ewoks and then just threw like epic rocks at you, and it, you know, no matter what armor you had, you just like totally annihilate <laughs> just you. Just knocks you, you over. And then you did every, yeah. every every time you got hit by the rock, your character did the Wilhelm scream ah! <laughs> or whatever it went. <laughs> the Wilhelm scream. Ah! <laughs> right. ah! It's more like an ah. Sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, that would have. Been. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. I think this on Goro is where you hear that. I don't one. even know who Wilhelm is. <laughs> yeah, it's a Star Wars scream when the guy falls down. The- I don't know how. Actually, to do a good the, one. the the you know, origin, the origin. I think that sounds. Yeah, like no, that's it. Kinda, it that's it. Bill, wait, don't do that when it's like that. It's like a. No, no, no. That's more terror. That you still got to. Well, there are people looking at us in the bar. Now you're yeah, like a tyrant. Wilhelm scream. Don't worry. Ah! Ah! Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's like. 
Well, you guys realize if I started screaming, everybody would be over here to beat you guys up. So I'll just, can you, can I'll, you I will that? not scream. Well, scream. I don't have a one. I, I, I kind of want to see you get beat up. I'm willing to take a beat. For those who don't know what we're talking about, Google Wilhelm scream. Thank you. Actually, the, the origin of that Wilhelm scream actually comes from an old Western movie where the guy really? actually got was riding a horse and got shot in the leg with an arrow, and he that was the scream. <laughs> That he elicited, and so they've That's always copied that result. and used it over. Wasn't Wilhelm the wow. name of the, like the audio director or something, or the? I think so. I don't know exactly where the name comes from, but somebody who was associated with that scream originally on the old Western movie. But yeah, That's a great scream. I mean, it really is, uh, and they use it all over the place in those. Yeah, movies. it's a it's kind of a little hidden Easter egg. It is. So I, I did not do the Wilhelm scream too many times in Terror Car Force, but that's pretty much... I pretty much abandoned my uh, my level 11 paladin until I uh, until I get, uh, I don't know, to where I want to be with uh, Infernal Bill. Then maybe I'll go back. You know what's really cooking my bacon is to watch both... The, uh, actually, Eric and I were talking about this yesterday. We used to be like uh, the two of us... Probably. Well, either way. Um, and they, uh, we used to be sort of like at the top of the game at the beginning when we started doing Tavern Cast. We were the big 60s, you know, along with Karn, who pretty much trumped us all. Yeah, you guys. Like two months. Yeah, and here's Kern Kintera, right, who's like the the quote unquote lore princess and the, <laughs> the, the, the noob player. I, I mean, she's got characters higher than either of us, and your, your character's higher than yours. So you guys are like running the whole show. You guys show. are owning us. Can you yeah, tell us about end game stuff now? And, yeah. and educate us. What's because, it like being in the end game? What's it like being Uber? Because we don't know anymore. <clears throat> I'm so just, far from Uber. Well, what I'm level just are you now? I'm, I'm just I'm, trying I'm, to get this. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, Bill. No, 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 no. No, 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 For anyone who asks whether or not we edit the show, I think you just got your answer. Somebody actually asked me the other day, can we get a show that isn't edited? And I said, after hours. Did you edit that? I'm like, not so much. No, not so much. So, yeah, so I'm I'm halfway through 65, almost hitting 66, but, you know, look, it's we're, what, three weeks, four weeks, three and a half weeks into it. I'm nowhere near the uberness that Tuscan was when he did it at in within two weeks. Oh, I know. And the cool part about Tuscan is that he's, this isn't like a Tuscan love show, but I mean, like, he's gone after he 70, and he's come down. Tuscan cast. Is there music? Do we have music for the Tuscan love show? This week in an all-new Tuscan cast. More love for Tuscan. Like a, like a cheesy we, porn soundtrack. Can we find some Australian porn music on oh, the jukebox? <laughs> oh, yeah. Put a shrimp on the Barbie. So, that's like, I'm instead sorry, of the guys, uh, wah-wah guitar, it's like a wah-wah didgeridoo. You guys, you know what? Tuscan is not Australian. Oh, that's true. Oh, he's wah-wah digeridoo. Tuscan, Tuscan is a Kiwi. He's from New Zealand. Oh, can we get some oh. more of the Rings We need music Kiwi on porn music. Because I don't know what else is in... Thank you. Grinding into my nose now. Thank you, Bill. We have to pay copyright to Lord of the Rings now. The cool part about it is that Taron gets sued by the Maori Nation. After he dinged 70, he came back down and was helping all of us run through instances. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in the morning we've pwned through. Um, blood furnace and slave pens and underbog and stuff just because Tuscan's like yeah I'll just bring her along my leap pet and wham 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 and we're through everything that's yeah, fun cool. that's fun we've got a lot of other players too that are coming up through the uh, coming up through the ranks but no I'm not I'm not anywhere near Uber I'm 62 I think I've got three bars to 63 and I've got so much rusted XP because you know I come on what do I do I fish I cook I talk RP stuff yeah because you know I am the lore princess so mm-hmm. ding um, 
<laughs> Please turn the page. Oh yeah, I see the crown there. So actually, I already talked to you guys um, off of off mic about my little experiment I've been running that I haven't talked to anybody about. Uh, but uh, no, now they, they don't make you look fat. Well, thank you. <laughs> they don't because I kind of was worried about it. That was the experiment I thought. Um, yeah, the uh, uh, but I can tell the people who are now you know visiting with us at the metaphorical table. So here's the thing that I've been embroiled in in the past almost three weeks, uh, pretty pretty close to three weeks. So I was um, about two weeks before the Burning Crusade came out. I got I have a subscription to Netflix and I got uh, both the first season of Thirty Days and the movie Super Size Me, both of which. Uh, What's that guy's name again? Morgan, Morgan Spurlock. Morgan Spurlock. So this guy named Morgan Spurlock <laughs> documentary series where they... Uh, <laughs> oh, no, that's Murlock. Morgan Murlock. <laughs> uh, anyway, so it's like this reality thing where, uh, you know, he takes a 30-day time period and puts people in really uh, uncomfortable situations to see how they would react. It supersized me, for example. He, he eats McDonald's food for every meal for 30 days and then tracks what happens to him by eating all that food to see whether or not it's really harmful. Well, but you got to actually tell what, 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 what is his rules were. He had rules. He had to eat at every, every meal, three meals a day at McDonald's. He had to eat everything on the menu at least once. If they offered him to supersize it, he had to get it supersized right. and he had to eat everything that he got. Mm-hmm. And he was followed by... A gastroenterologist, a cardiologist, and I think an internal medicine physician, and they said at the end of the 30 days, what, his liver was like pate, he gained 25 pounds. Um, If you looked at the the pictures, I mean, he looked almost jaundiced. He looked disgusting. And he had, um, his cholesterol went through the roof, a whole bunch of these things, and it took him 14 months to get the weight off. This episode of Taverncast brought to you by McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't sue us, Kate. What was that, Kern? I couldn't hear you after my Big Mac here. <laughs> it's so healthy and and good. So so I watched those uh, I watched those movies and it kind of uh, it, it kind of just influenced me again after seeing some of the episodes of Thirty Days and seeing Super Size Me because shortly before that I was having conversations with two people who will remain nameless but were starting to descri- to describe to me World of Warcraft as a lifestyle. Uh, and not a game, like not just even a hobby. As they wanted to, they were saying that basically World of Warcraft has taken over their lives. Like, uh, and it was a positive thing that this was all they wanted to do. It was who they were. WoW is who they are. That, that, that's it. It defines them. It defines them. Yeah. Um, and they were counting to me how many hours a day they played, and it was right around the ten, 10 to, to eleven hour mark. And you know, my my impression on that was, man, that's that's excessive. I, I don't think I don't think short of maybe once or twice I've ever played that much, and that would have been back when the game first came out. Um, and then along with that uh, has been all the explosion of news on like World of Warcraft addiction and stuff that's come out in the past good couple of months. Yeah, um, there was a guy in Korea that died. Yeah, yeah. The Australian kid whose mom couldn't get him away from the computer. Yeah, which is one that. You know, and, and look, I'll be honest with you. My my reactions to these kinds of things were always kind of like, well, of course, Pete, sir, certain people are always going to get addicted to something. I mean, you know, that's that's human nature. But I didn't think the game itself could be something you could look at and say that's addictive. It's not like you know, uh, nicotine or alcohol or something. You know, um, but I sat there and I started thinking. You know, um, I've, I've got all these plans that I wanted to level up a paladin and whatnot. And on my own, I kind of came to this conclusion that I wanted to try a little 
uh, supersize me thing with the game. And so what I what I came up with was I had a plan and a goal. The plan was I was going to do 30 days of strict, immersive, hardcore playing. No less than 10 hours a day. And I was going to start this the day the Burning Crusade came out. 10 hours? 10 hours a day. Yeah, For 30 because that's, days? Well, that's what I had heard as as the norm from some of these people that I had talked to. And a quick perusal of the general forums to, to something with, with some topics sort of gives you the same... Uh, the same general feel for how much people are playing who are playing at the highest levels of this game. You know, either they've got, like, rank 14 in, in PvP, or they're all wearing, you know, T3 armor and, you know, whatever. So there's a major time commitment. Um, and I wanted to see whether or not... Uh, first, I wanted to see what would happen. Um, and well, What do you mean, what would happen? What would happen to me? Would it be... Did you see nothing? that episode of South Park? Because montage, trying your best to do the test. I did not limit myself to to not going out. I, I mean, it wasn't like I, I said that I, I couldn't go anywhere if I wanted to. I could. Uh, I just had to play ten hours. Well, you did it first. Yeah, and I'll get into that. But what I'm saying is, is that I I didn't stop myself from having a normal life. If I wanted to do something, I could. It didn't matter how I got those 10 hours in. I just needed to get 10 hours in. Um, I, I was in a situation where I didn't really have a whole lot of work to do, so I didn't have, like, an eight-hour work day that was, you know, going to get in the way of that where it would have been an issue. So I was kind of clear to go ahead and try that. The only thing I did have to do was tavern cast stuff. Um, and the goal was to make level 60 within the 30-day time period. 70. No, no, 60. 60, 60 with his new character. Yeah. <clears throat> 60 with the Blood Elf Paladin. Right. So I started doing this. So the Burning Crusade came out. I got into it and started going. The first week um, I started doing this, it was a pain in my rear. I didn't want to do it. I, I would sit there for two or three hours, which is kind of the norm amount that, I, that I've been playing. Uh, maybe... Not even every day. I mean, I, I was usually playing, like, every other day. Sometimes I'd skip three days and, you know, go do something or, you know, whatever. Or I'd lose interest for a week and I'd go off and do something else. So it was odd for me to be playing every day. But even more so, it was odd for me to be playing that much. Um, and it was a pain because I had to just keep coming back and playing when I didn't want to. So after the first couple hours or so, I was like, nah, i got to get up. i got to go somewhere. i got to do something. And I would regularly go to the gym, go... Uh, take a run, go make some food, go out with, you know, a couple people, and actually it was okay, it was just that every time I was home, I would have to be in game. I, I couldn't take too much of a break or else I, I couldn't be on, and I found myself staying up later and later. Somewhere around the five, day five area, um, I was sitting there and, you know, was feeling less antsy, and... I was feeling a little uncomfortable, like, getting, you know, just kind of, like, some, some, like, just back pains or whatever. And I was like, you know, I should get up and go to the gym, take a run. No, I'll just grind out this. I'll just make sure I get to the next level. I'll just, I'll just stay. And uh, I did. And that turned into the next day and the next day and the next day. And it's like when I stopped my momentum of having a life outside of the game, suddenly the life started becoming far more important. And it, you mean your game life became more important? The game life became far more important, yeah. Um, and I would say that during week two, it, uh, all I wanted to do was play the game. Does anybody else get the feeling like we're sitting at an intervention? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Just asking. This is yeah. a very special episode of Taverncast. <laughs> so, so, 
So, it, yeah, so I'm playing the game all the time. My my hours actually increased from 10 hours up to, it's, honestly, some days they were getting into the 15, 16-hour range. I'd, oh I would God. literally be up until 5 a.m. or later. Yeah. I saw the sun come up at least three or four days. It was more than that. Went Yeah, went to bed um, and would get up at about 10.30 or so. So I would get not enough sleep, basically. I'd wake up and I'd go back into the room. And the only thing I could think of to do after checking email to make sure nothing was a crisis was get back in the game. And I'd play Jeez. and play and play. I played all day. And, and I started... Um, I found that, and the thing is, is that I always knew what I was doing. I knew that this was this experiment that I was doing. So I, I you know, I can't, I can't honestly say to you guys that like, I just, I just became addicted. No, it's not that simple. It's but, just that the game itself became so compelling because I was on this goal that had to be achieved within that time period, and it became a compelling thing. But isn't that the kind of the definition? The what? Isn't that kind of the definition of being addicted? It's compelling you. Well, perhaps I just—I guess I have a problem <clears throat> believing that I could be addicted to something within two weeks' time period or or shorter. That's that's where I'm not. <laughs> Ever sure try heroin? Because you know, yeah. crack <laughs> is whack. But um, crack I get into uh, I get into week three, and I'm noticing that I was popping up to eight 200 milligram dosage pills of ibuprofen a day sometimes, which is over the dose. Well, to an yeah. extent. It's um, high. It's high. Um, and I was doing that to stop back pain and tailbone pain from sitting in the chair all day long. And I was constantly shifting uncomfortably to try to fix that. Along with that, um, you know, I'd, like, drink a couple shots of something to, like, ease the pain. Jeez. So, yeah, so so there I am messing around with alcohol at the same time, not really did, thinking. I'm, did, you, did you unload your gun? Because that would be the first thing I would recommend yeah. you do. So I'm... Uh, um, I'm noticing that I got uh, headaches, some pretty bad headaches, especially probably due to sleep deprivation more than anything else and, and just constantly staring at a monitor. Um, I did have a blurred vision. Going into week three, there was a time period where I took a break from the game. I got some dinner, and I went out and I, I watched uh, an episode of The Office while I was eating dinner, and uh, I couldn't see it. The whole show was blurry, and I was constantly trying to blink my eyes and refocus and, and try to see the screen, and I was, you know, just really concerned that I, I, I couldn't see the damn screen. Um, my left eye had started early week three, actually, no, into week two, actually, started with these, like, like this really uncomfortable, like, muscle... Um, Twitching. Well, no, like, it like was a just tick. a muscle discomfort, but it turned, it manifested into these, like, muscle spasms and, like, these, this muscle tick, where I could, I literally stood in front of the mirror in the early part of week three, and I watched my left eye literally, like, vibrate. It was like I was, like, some kind of, like, if I went to a job interview or something where I had to stand in front of people, I would have been, like, Gimpy McGrew, you know, I'd be like, hey, ah, I'm Gimpy McGrew. Wait, let me ask you a question. When, when, because this is... I mean, look, I got to tell you, this this conversation is really, uh, it's kind of disturbing uh, because th these are actual, I mean, but it's disturbing me as your friend to hear you going through this. When when you have like the eye twitching the, in week two, and we already know you got to week three, did you keep pressing on because of the experiment or because the, the game was compelling? Here's the clincher. I think both, and that's the scary part. 
I think I kept going back to the game because it was compelling. And I don't mean compelling like, gee, it was fun. There's a lot of times it wasn't fun at all. But what was compelling was the urge to continue to drive forward and to succeed at getting where I wanted to go. And the worst part of that was is that it wasn't just me who felt compelled to do that. It was the people who I played with that it's just the whole nature of the culture of the game that 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 pushes you every time you ding grats 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 you're awesome cool you're loving like a maniac keep going um every time you know you you get something done it's grats this is great keep going what eloy go one more level oh come on stay on till four just just one more hour (laughs) Um, and that that's the, the one it, more hit. It's like being yeah, it's like being a heroin addict in a in a room full of people and the whole room is going, Grats, dude, take another one. Shoot up some more. Alright, woohoo, you're a winner. So this culture is very, very positive. Um, and that that definitely uh, definitely urged me forward. And it urged me forward in in spite of the fact that I was uncomfortable physically and and the thing that I haven't gotten to yet is that during week three, I started getting the emotional side effects, which were very detrimental. I started getting really depressed. Uh, my sleep schedule's all out of whack. Like I said, that probably um, contributed to it. I, I got very lonely um, along with the intense depression, which is very bizarre because the more I played the game, the more I came in contact with people in-game. So I had a pretty rich group of people that was surrounding me in-game, and it was good. But outside of the game... It was like complete social isolation. I had nobody at all. And you would think that if, if as we've always contended, that the relationships you have in this game are viable, just as much, just as viable as they are in a real world relationship, I wouldn't have been feeling that kind of isolation. But I was, which really was bizarre because it's not what I what I expected going into this. And I did, I you know, I was very irritable. Uh, I got very irritable. I. Uh, I, I had a notable weight gain, actually, at the end of the three weeks, because um, I had some horrible nutrition issues. I wouldn't eat. I would play the game, and I'd keep playing the game, and I would forget to eat, and the only time I would eat was basically when I realized that I hadn't eaten and I was feeling sick, so I would rush out to whatever was convenient, Subway, you know, McDonald's, whatever. I'd wolf something down, come back into the room, and keep going, uh, because I felt like that's what I wanted to do. That was that was the urge. Um and I was 198 at the start and 206 at the end. So I gained 8 pounds in a little less than 3 weeks, which is, I mean, it's kind of substantial, actually. Especially since I wasn't eating that much. I was just sitting a lot. And I, you know, I neglected uh, tavern cast work. It's the only thing that I have to say that was work-like, but seriously neglected it, This, which is why show number... What is it? 31. 31. Which is why show number 31 was delayed by almost a week, week and a half is because I just kept setting it aside. I'll get it later, I'll get it later. One more level. And at the end of it, I finally quit after 17 days. I, I, I Basically, the physical symptoms were bothering me enough that I said, this is ridiculous, um, the depression is ridiculous, and that I've, I've learned enough now to at least you know be able to speak about what I've gone through, and this is ridiculous. So I have to stop, and so I did. And instantly, the next day, most wh- horrible depression I've had in I don't know how many, just forever, it was, I think, I, I almost feel like I had withdrawal symptoms. 
uh, all day long, the only thing I could think to mediate the depression uh, was to get back in the game, which I didn't do. But it sure felt like I wanted to. Now, since since the experiment's been over, I haven't even really been in the game at all. Like, I didn't get in all yesterday. I didn't get in all today. I've been taking a break from it because I, I don't want to go back right this second. I gotta I gotta sort of reset the switch after doing what I was doing. So I, I failed in the end at the goal, which was to make 60 in 30 days. And I think I failed all told with trying to do this for 30 days, but I couldn't do it. I think though so you were on the path to make 60 in 30 days. Because you said you, I would you have. went for 17 days. So. I'm pretty sure I would have. And you're what level? 42? 42. 42 in two and three quarter weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that I would have made made that goal had well, at I one point you told me what your slash played time was and it was it was impressive because you had i mean it was like two weeks since the expansion come out and you told me your slash play was like seven days which meant you were playing an Less average of 12 matters. hours a it's day like four days yeah it's like four days or so what do you mean slash, slash played it was like four days or whatever it was i yeah. remember thinking though it meant that you had been playing basically 50 percent of your time you're yeah. waking you know of all your time totally. oh yeah since the game come out or since the expansion came out. and that that would hold true if my mind in that time was hours. probably like 10 hours <laughs> so. yeah. yeah and i mean you know um let me just let, jump to my initial conclusions and then let you guys reflect back and i know i know that at least with mo- mo- some of the three of you guys have got responses back onto what you noticed or whatever, and I'm curious to see what you noticed about me during that time. I didn't tell it, anybody that's at the table here that I was doing it because I wanted to see what people's reactions were raw. I wanted to see if anyone noticed what was happening. And and one thing that I didn't notice that, that I want to make note of, and please don't anyone take this the wrong way. This is not a, um, a scathing indictment of anyone being remiss in some duty, but it, I think it's helpful to know, no one ever attempted to stop me. Uh, many actually encouraged me forward. Some expressed a little bit of surprise at playtime, but nobody ever actively stepped in to say, hey, um, I think you're playing a lot, and are you doing alright? Just haven't seen you in the game this much, and what's going on? You know, Nobody, ever, not once. And so, that... You know, I'm not saying that that's what how it should be, but I think there there is some responsibility that bears out um, for people to watch what you're doing. But at any rate, my conclusions on this thing is going to be a little controversial because where I came into this not thinking that the game itself was addictive, and not thinking that your average person could be addicted to it, and not thinking there was anything really bad about playing a lot maybe maybe it is maybe it was viable that somebody could make a lifestyle out of wow my my conclusions are that extreme levels of play are negative in almost every way outside of the game world inside of the game world extreme play is awesome because you're achieving at a level that nobody else is and you win I mean, there is no winning World of Warcraft, but if there's a way to make yourself feel like you are the winner, being that leveling that fast, being at the top of the game, um, you win. You get everything. Uh, that amount of time produces victory. Uh, but outside the game, it's horribly destructive. You lose in everything. I think now that the game is, by design, addictive. And, you know, that's kind of good in some ways. You want a video game that has addictive gameplay. In fact, you see that in reviews sometimes. Like, it has addictive gameplay. And that um, 
on the face value is good because it just means that you can keep returning to the well a lot on a game. It's not a game that's short-lived, like you play it for a week or a week and a half or something, and you're bored with it. It's you can keep coming back to the well and finding new things to experience. It's addictive and can't even be if you don't set out to be uber. World of Warcraft is, is the portal to a world where we can all easily succeed, and we can all be heroes in a supportive community environment that rewards and respects in-game success. And in this way, the game itself is very addictive to basic human needs, and therein lies the hook. I don't think that I was destined to be addicted. I've been playing this game for I don't know how many years and I haven't been addicted to it. But something happened when I upped the amount of playtime with a goal in mind. That 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 constant reward for effort put in was was very alluring and kept you going, moved you forward at all times. And that that to me says that the gameplay itself is addictive beyond just you as a person and things that you may need filled or, or met to your human needs. And lastly, um, I mean, can you call an obsession with the game world a lifestyle when it's so destructive to life itself? I think that bears sure. answering. So that's... Well, but there's all kinds of destructive lifestyles. It's just yeah. a, it's not a particularly good lifestyle. It depends on what you, you mean to say. what you determine as what's viable in your lifestyle. <clears throat> if... For example, some people, for some people, exercising isn't a big deal. That's just not part of their their daily routine. So that's not necessarily, you know, something that they're missing. Um, for people that that may play WoW as much as you mentioned that you did for that time, people that do that regularly, um, you know, maybe social interaction isn't that important to them. Maybe they don't have a job. Maybe they don't have a supportive network, a supportive social network outside of the game. So I think it's I think it's subjective. But I mean, but that's not a good thing, though. I mean, if somebody... I'm not if, saying it is. No, but I mean, if somebody doesn't have, you know, a job or any human interaction outside of World of Warcraft, just as a human being, I mean, one, that's a bad place to be in. That's not good for you. Yeah, that's not good for you. And then maybe, you know, if you're so into this game that you can't tear yourself away, it prevents you from bettering your, your real life. Agreed. Or inhibits yeah, but it at the very I, least. I brought this up with, with Eloy or Bryce it's the other day. It's a scary thing. Go, I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, that... You know, it, it's really not that much different than if you had set yourself a goal that you were going to work whatever number of hours you need to work to achieve whatever the goal may be. And you can certainly see people who do that, who work 80 hours a week just to fulfill some goal. And yeah, and that I, can actually, be just as destructive be... to them and to the people around, depending on what their job is. I mean, that might but be a good. I think if you obsessed about anything to but that no... level, it's not good for you. But there's no. But I think for most people, though, there's no goal. It's not because there's no yeah. winning World of Warcraft. It's not like you say to yourself, I want to hit 60 or 70, or I want that a full set of Tier 2 armor, and then I'll stop. Yeah, but wait because, a minute. But the, the, it keeps going on. It's perpetual. Once you get the Tier 2 set of armor, you want the Tier 3. Right, that's, right, what, that's what I'm saying. That's what oh, I'm okay. Saying. All right. That, is that like you, I mean, <clears throat> if you set in your mind, like like Eric Cromley says, and you know, you, 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 you put yourself into this world to get those goals, you know, I would dare say every single person that does it, it's never going to be enough. I mean, if, you, if you're able to walk away from it after you hit that goal, then cool. But most people, I don't think, play it for those specific kind of goals. And, and I want to be clear, too. There are people out there that can have, I think, that balance, and they can play in an extended way for a while and walk away from it and be just fine. 
I'm sure there are people like that. So I'm not trying to cast a light on anyone who plays in some extended extreme way as somehow being automatically an addict. I mean, nothing works that way. What I'm saying is, is that I think there's a horrible risk factor there for people who may already be predisposed, perhaps predisposed or who, you know, I mean, the kinds of things that I've heard from people is how, you know, they, they think the, that would, the game world is much more immersive and inviting than the real world. And if they're already wired to think that way, they go into that world, they may not want to come out. And what worries me is how how the technology is advancing in these games. Where are we going to be with this a decade from now with this kind of thing? I mean, you know, World of Warcraft isn't exactly the most realistic game, but if this is doing this to people... And I mean, like I'm telling you guys, I, I was... I when, I didn't go into this thinking that it would hook me in this regard, but damned if it didn't. And it's an old game to me. It's a funny thing. You I, you know, as kids, I certainly remember, I, I, certainly television wasn't new by any shape or uh, form, but it was definitely much different than it was today. And I remember as kids, they were always telling parents, you know, how many hours of television do your children watch? And television will rot your brain. Don't sit so close to the television. It was all about the television is really limiting your exposure to and i remember there were guidelines you only do you only watch television you know so much and that was before there were only like three or four stations you know nbc abc and cbs and a couple on the uhf channel but 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 even then it was limit your exposure to television there was always outsiders looking in then you get kind of the same thing so now these mmorpgs are out and they've been out for a while and i remember reading articles about you know everquest and i never played everquest but i always thought like geez how do people i mean that seems horrible and it was always outsiders looking in this is really an interesting perspective to see because you know you certainly weren't playing at this level before you consciously made the decision to go ahead and try it out and play pretty much obsessively um at, at that point and it's interesting to see you know your perspective as an insider and what you think um, it means and how I mean really it's it's got me kind of upset <laughs> for lack of a better it's upsetting to hear that you know that you could I mean it can be so um, physically destructive mentally destructive I mean anything that you do for 15 hours a day that's not like you know your career or a business you happen to start up and even then I mean that's what even causes, that, I think, yeah. even then I mean that, that that puts such a strain on people who are at that stage in their life that you know they normally have families or whatever and you know the, the impact that that has on families is you know obvious everyone can see it happening all the time so well and I um, discounted certain factors too obviously like I didn't have any you know career commitments going on at the time which which I could have you know, detrimentally wounded, you know? So, I mean, there was no job to miss, to call in for, that kind of thing. But, I mean, that kind of stuff would be horribly affected. I didn't have kids. Uh, you know, I know there was no major holidays or family obligations. Um, but my friends suffered. Um, I know my mother, for example, when I told her I had done this, said, well, that makes sense, because I hadn't been returning calls. I literally stopped returning calls. There was a time period into the third week where any distraction was an annoyance to me. Um, Turn Katera lives in close proximity to me. I mean, she she can tell you that, you know, how did I change? Because you noticed it. Mm-hmm, clearly. Didn't return any of my calls. And um, your apartment's an absolute wreck. I think I... I get up in the mornings to go to work 
And before I get up, I know everybody knows that I've um, I've really kind of connected with the third shift crew working midnights for so long. So I usually get up around four or four thirty and just get in an hour of game time in the morning just because I, I miss playing with those people on the days that I go to work and um, I'd still see you online. And when you made the statement earlier that nobody asked you, I mean that's not really true because you know I did ask what what are you doing up? You were here last night when I when I got offline at like seven thirty or eight. And now you're back on, and it's four o'clock. Have you even been to bed? No, I haven't. Have you even been to sleep? No, I haven't. What are you doing? I kind I just of worked go you this. out of that because you were the only person that really asked directly. I'm talking about it in a larger sense, but sure. Okay, I, I I definitely did see a change in you. Yeah, and and I I I had no idea that was what you were doing. I just figured this was that there was something else going on that I didn't know about. Well, the. The illusion, Bill, that you made earlier of this being like uh, people used to be saying that they were addicted to watching television is different in in one sense. I think it's actually closer to what Eric said, like workaholism or perhaps gambling addiction, because it's the allure of achievement and a constant rise in achievement coupled with a community that eggs you on. So in, in both cases, yeah. in workaholism and gambling, you're like at a poker table, for example, right? You're egged on by people that are like, "Win more, make another play, pull the you know pull the slot machine again." You can do it. And in workaholism, it's the same thing. You're surrounded. I mean, there's you know, uh, the workaholic is egged on by all the business books that's <laughs> you know basically just keeps pushing you to succeed and but wait a second. be the best in your career and everything else. I'm not saying that those things are bad. In and of themselves, but the community pushes you in that regard. And World of Warcraft has the same thing. NAMMO has the same thing. It's a community of people that, um, in this case negatively, pushes you forward. And that's something that I honestly think, one of the things that I took away from this, that I think that needs to be addressed. I think, honestly, that as a... Look, people have said to me and have fiercely debated this with me numerous times back in the day when I wasn't so sure about it. I used to say it's just a game. And people would say, no, it's not just a game. And it's not just a game because of the relationships, because they're so viable and you make lasting friendships in this game. I have since recanted and agree with that. The relationships are viable. It is more than a game. It's a community. And friendships you, you can make are good. But now I'm going to put this down to brass tacks and kind of throw this at everybody right there at you. If these people are your friends, if these are real, honest-to-God, viable relationships, then people need to be willing to occasionally call their friends out when they see their friends doing things that may be harmful to themselves. And that's the one thing that I didn't notice out of any of this. And again, I'm not pointing a finger. I, I, I haven't done it with people I've seen playing too much. But I think it's something that it bears a little responsibility, not only of the person who, who is prone to be addicted to this kind of stuff or, or may be losing their way by playing the game too much, but it bears some responsibility on the community, I think, to step forward and care. That's all it is. If you say you care, care all the way. Well, I mean, I'm not entirely sure that it's easily apparent, readily apparent to anybody playing the game, yeah. you know, yeah. what is going on necessarily. So, for instance... Um, I know, I, you know, I would talk to you in the mornings, and then I would see you, you would be online when I got in-game, and then you would, we, you know, I maybe we, we played a few times a bit together, and then I would log off, and you would still be on. 
other than that, though, I didn't know necessarily you would be on through the rest of the night into the next yeah, unless day. Unless you're playing the same number of hours, it's hard to notice someone else who's also Ex- doing it. Unless you're really paying close attention to how quickly they're leveling, I guess. Yeah. Per- on the other would- hand, I mean, maybe you found some great you know, way to do yeah. it. So. Or maybe, you know, you hired somebody. Wait, what? No. The, the other point that, that you haven't mentioned yet, and, and I don't know if you were going to mention this, I'd have to mention anymore, but there also bears a, a degree of personal responsibility. That's what I that's what I just said. But, I, I mean, you're right. No, 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 no. I, what, I, what I mean is I that... Did, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's up to others to fix your behavior. It's totally on you. But it sometimes people who are doing something can't see what they're doing without somebody on the outside looking in and saying what are you doing sure and, I, I and if you're totally divorced from any sort of real world relationship and the only thing you've got going on with the community is what's in that game then that's your only lifeline mm-hmm. and if everybody it, else in the game doesn't tug on that lifeline then you may be in there forever and that's that's the pattern that that worries me the pattern of everyone trying to all together get somewhere and, and, and achieve something, and no one, no one may ever notice what's happening to the people around them. Do, do you guys understand where I'm going with that? Yeah, but I don't think it's possible, really, to know the people that are on the other side of the screen in the way that you, you're. Yeah, you don't I wouldn't say expecting them. Yeah. Right, and not only is it just the feedback, as as Eric said, I mean, other than watching somebody level very, very rapidly, and then having the and sense noticing, to say, you know, saying, and, "Oh wait, they were." Four levels lower last night. How the heck, you know? How long right, have they how been the, on? Right, 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 exactly. I, I don't think, and you don't know, necessarily know, even if somebody levels that fast, you don't know what's going on in their lives. So, for instance, um, the guy in our guild who who, um, who who got to level seventy the first. I mean, I think he made a post about it that he had taken a couple weeks off of work or something and just really enjoyed the game. And then he took some time afterwards. I mean, I don't think two weeks is necessary. You know, if, if that's what he, how he wants to spend his you know, yearly vacation to do whatever. I mean, who, I, I'm not going to... I would be very uncomfortable second-guessing how what I assume to be adults are, are spending their free time. However, yeah. that's, that's if you, said... If you can't see the effects, if you, is what you're saying, right? Right. Right. And if you were to... I mean, obviously, if anybody knew that this was what was, you know, going on, it's a really tough issue to handle. I don't know... I, I mean... Is it is it is there like a mechanism? Because I think on the one hand, the game is set up so you've got. I mean, it's very obvious. The game is set up so you've got these little rewards, right? I mean, everybody knows level one through ten are very easy, and the first like level one. I mean, you can pretty much almost do nothing and get to the next level. It's very rewarding very quickly, and then it, it tapers off from there once you kind of got the swing of things. Um, and so whenever somebody gets a new level or gets a new achievement or something, it's the the a guild's response of congratulations i think is one born out of love rather than one born out of furthering necessarily the the madness that i, that I think you. you know what i mean so i don't think there's anything untoward going on i don't think anything that's happening is happening because people are being uh, uncaring or um, unresponsive to people that they're trying to build relationships with my 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 thought with this though is that uh, out born out of that comes an enabling system 
that allows people who get stuck in this kind of stuff to continue anyways. And that's my concern. You can see this in the real world with alcoholism, for example, right? You get your alcoholic friend who's like maybe on the border and right. you're just like, come on, let's go. Let's go to the bar and get a drink with, without – and you mean well. I mean your intentions are, come on, let's go have a good time and get you out of the house. But to the guy that you're not watching the cues on – you may be actively enabling that behavior in a position at a point in which he needs somebody to actively um, intervene and yeah and support him in a in a in, in a, a different way. right. It's a good point. I think that's I think that's right. I mean, this I'm just yeah. thinking about it now, but that really strikes me as true. I mean, it is an enabling environment, born out of good intentions. Certainly not the responsibility of the guild. And there's personal responsibility issues there. That's where the buck stops. It would be nice. If there were something that a guild could do to kind of, you know, help the person not get so sucked in, but I don't know necessarily what. I yeah, still think it's, it's hard just, to know. It's, I think it just boils down to, again, that if you say, if you believe, as I think I do, that relationships born off of, off of an online environment are viable and real, then you should put the same amount of watchfulness and care into those relationships as much as possible as you do into a real world relationship to to watch. I should I'll put this completely on myself. If I see a person in game who's playing an, an insane amount, let's take Tuscan for example, right? I think Tuscan did this with Tuscan. balance. I think Tuscan knew what he was doing and did it with a clear mind and will go back to his job and everything will be fine. Because I've talked to him and I, I think that's I think that's where he is. I, I don't think that he's got an issue with it. And I think there's many people who can do it that way. But I should have. Instead of said, Tuscan, you're a machine. Tuscan, you're, man, just congrats, man. That's awesome that you leveled so fast. Instead of saying that, I could have said privately to him, you know, are you okay? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating? Are you taking a break? I mean, you don't have to be the 71st. You sure you're okay with this? And then let him respond. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it seems to me like I could have well, how about stepped this? out there. Why don't we do that right now? So if you're listening to this show and you are playing eight hours a day, step back and think about it. Is this a good thing for you? Yeah, like what? I mean, I think it would be difficult to analyze. I mean, it, it's it would be it would be tough to it's really other than make someone it, who lives with the person there's no good way to know no no but the per, and even but the, then maybe not the yeah, person themselves right, i think right. it would it would take a, a real act of clarity to recognize that you've got a problem with something like this so what yeah. necessarily would be the telltale signs that you've got a that you may have a problem all right well i actually jotted if you want to make a point i just here. wanted to make Sorry. a point here that the Looking at the telltale signs and everything, that's that's an important thing to, to think about. But you've got to take in context the relationships that you have with these people online. The only context in which you know these people is in the game. The only reference point of which you have of who they are and how they play is when you're grouping with them or when you're chatting with them or anything like that. Think about, I mean... Bill, we met you through this, and we've we've come to know you in all the other aspects of your life, and your relationships, and your job, and your family, and everything. You know, I know Cromley and Eloy through you know through living here and working here and everything. But unless you have a connection with people outside of the game, whether you um, whether you email back and forth, whether you work with them, whether you live close to them, there really isn't a frame of reference to say. 
um, to, to gauge what their response is outside of played time, outside of how often you see them online. And it's very possible that in all reality that the people could just be on at the same time as you are. Yeah. It isn't necessarily that you That's would necessarily see a change unless, as calmly as you said, you get on one yeah, day you're and tracking like every 47 little, and the yeah. next day they're 52. That takes a lot, especially in a guild of 480 some right. characters. That's a hard thing to well, do. You do actually have so, a good point because what I had talked to um, Thayala, who's been on the regular Tavern cast before, and he's, he's one of our officers, and I had told him that I did this after it was done with. And I, and I asked him sort of the same questions, like, did you notice any change? And, you know, he said, you know, I noticed you were playing more. Actually, uh, uh, Mugai had said the same thing to me. He was another guy uh, in our guild, an officer. And he, they both said the same thing, that um, they noticed I'd been playing more, but it kind of, that was it. That, well, was, all, that was all they to... noticed, but, I mean, it's it was kind of what you guys Everyone's were saying. Everyone's playing I mean, more, though, with the expansion out. Mm-hmm. So. Right. So, ultimately, yeah. the only one that's the, in the best position to know whether or not somebody's yourself. got a problem is yourself. Yeah, it would, what I'm ni- it would be nice. It would be nice if your group of <laughs> it would be and your uh, and your tax auditor. The, um, <laughs> the I mean, it would be nice. It, it's it's a good idea to keep tabs on your guildmates, and if you can do it, you know, more more power to you, and that's going to be helpful. But ultimately, you have to be able to recognize it in yourself and make that um, that decision because because you are in the best position to know. Yeah, and somehow we got carried away on the sideline issue here, which is I, I think that the guild bears some responsibility in you know looking after its people, but that's a that's a you're right that's a small issue compared to you yourself is the one that bears the responsibility for not letting yourself get to this, and you're right and that you know that that is the bottom line point. So Bill, you were asking like signs that you might be hooked or or whatnot. Right. I mean, I think it would be very difficult. I mean. You know, it, well, for me, it's it's even more so because I'm perfect. But for everybody else who's imperfect, <laughs> I, I know it's difficult. I know to your rec- problems. <laughs> it's it's have diff- the same problem. <laughs> it's it's difficult to recognize faults within yourself or you know bad habits. And even if you do so- sort of recognize it, it may be even more difficult to admit it. Um, so it would be helpful if I mean if I had like a list or like some some concrete ideas of signs which may indicate that you know I'm doing something that's unhealthy. Well, these are taken. I I, I pulled. I actually looked all over the internet after I'd done this for uh, um, legitimate sites that have information on. Uh, it's actually a growing field of game addiction. It's something that uh, I, I still think that the American Psychiatric Institute, for example, is wrestling to to quantify they're not sure where to place it yet but they are they're, they're starting to recognize that it's real and they're seeing more cases with it um so i, I kind of cobbled together a list that that combines their stuff with my own experiences with it so here's some of the stuff that i thought might be signs that something is untoward and all i would do is just ask people who are listening to you know instead of poo-pooing anything that we might be saying think about it for just you know think about it realistically and internalize it of yourself while no one's around to judge you or um, you know talk to you about it or care just within yourself ask yourself some of these questions I mean um, you might be hooked maybe if you are in the game more often or for longer periods of time than you intended that's probably a pretty big one because I was for example I would set out to play 10 hours and I would be in for 15 that's a problem and that number that a prolonged yeah that number period more than one day if you can't if you can't say to yourself i'm going to play two hours tonight Mm -hmm. and you go six and you do that and you do that and you do it all the time yeah Yeah. that that that's a pretty big deal um 
Next would be you can't stop yourself from playing. You have a persistent desire or unsuccessful efforts to cut back on or control your playtime. If you can't walk away, if you can't say, I want to go watch Battlestar Galactica right now, but oh, I can't I leave the game, and you, there's nothing that's going to tear you away. Or even like uh, a day. That, that could be a problem. Take a day off. Can you take a day away from the game, maybe? Yeah, yeah. actually, that's a big one. I, I would I would, I would, would ask that. See if you can do it. Don't play. Don't, t- don't play tomorrow. Pick a day. Pick a day next week that you don't play. See if you can do it. And if you can do it and make plans and go out and have fun somewhere, then... I think you're, you know, you're, you're cool. Others will probably say though that I just don't want to stop. I want to play. It's my hobby. Well, I, I understand that. Um, so it's uh, something you have to decide for yourself. I'd say if you spend a very large amount of time when you are out of the game, talking about the game, reading about it, posting on forums, researching specs or strategies, frequently talking about it with friends in lieu of other subjects, uh, daydreaming about being back in that world, if that's a consistent theme, day in and day out, you're away from the game, and all you can think about is getting back in the game. All you can think about is the game. That could be a problem. Uh, thinking about it outside, I think, is normal, uh, especially if you really care about the hobby. But thinking about it all the time, that's that could be potentially problematic. Um, if important family, job, educational, or social activities are given up or reduced in time to make way for the game. So in other words, it's your mom's birthday and there's a family outing, and you say, I can't go, because I have a raid uh, in Zulgur. That's That could be bad. You have to make time for social stuff, and if you can't do that, that could be another sign. And lastly, if you continue to play, even when you experience serious detrimental effects, emotionally, physically, and relationally. And that I think that was at the core of what I, what I went through, is that I would just soldier through having back pains. I'd take a couple pills and keep going and not think twice about it. And it didn't hit me until later on that I was even doing it, which tells me that the apparatus set up to provide some addictiveness within that game world is pretty strong because it's that, you know, uh, strive and reward system. God, between that ibuprofen and all that junk food you eat, I wonder what your liver looks like. I don't know. And that's after two two and three quarters weeks. I'm serious. I mean, it was instant how fast it happened. Right. Even when it wasn't expected, even when I was not predisposed to lose myself in that game, when I when I mentally got it in my head that this is what my goal was and I'm going to do this, and I threw myself into it, it became like it was like crack. It just well, now, held on to you. Okay, so so now that you're out of it though, you're not quitting cold turkey though, are you? Oh no, no, I'm just kind of I'm taking a little couple day break to reset. I'm still excited about playing and. We'll be right back into it. I'm just, I'm thankful. I was actually very thankful to be done with it, which is why I stopped it early. Um, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. It was killing me. And is, um, it, from the insider's you know, perspective, is there anything then you think? Okay, so let's say, but you, you, you took yourself and put yourself into this whole thing intentionally. So, so it's easy for you to recognize what was going on, and it's easy for you to kind of. You know, come back out Get of it. Out. Oh, yeah. Even though it wasn't easy, you know, it still sounded like it was pretty difficult. But for some of us, or for some people that are out there that maybe even be listening, who recognize some of those symptoms in themselves, and who may be saying, "Geez, maybe I do kind of have a problem." Um, are you're not? Are you recommending that they go cold turkey? I don't think you can. And well, you can go cold turkey from the game, but the problem is, is that. It, Something that I actually read uh, this morning off of the American Psychiatric Institute was interesting. It said people with um, 
with internet disorder or computer addiction disorders, and they weren't talking specifically about gaming. They're talking about uh, the internet, uh, just surfing a lot and chatting and things like that. But it's a very similar disorder. It's very similar to an eating disorder, actually, too. In that, unlike say alcoholism, you can't just go cold turkey because these things are everywhere in our lives. You can't just not use a computer because chances are you're going to have to use it. And so I would say if you can get away from the game altogether, then go ahead and do it. But you've got to figure out a way to, to get at whatever is internal that caused you to seek out this game world as a acceptable alternative to your life and soothe whatever pain that you're not dealing with. Because if you don't do that... Um, well, maybe. I mean, I, I don't know if I, I... I'm not entirely sure that the game is necessarily a salve or an answer to a question that may be deep-seated and, and people are internally looking for it, just as much as it could be a hobby that you get carried away with. I mean, I think that it's very easy it to like... It could be that simple. I, sure. I mean, certainly I'm not discounting the fact that it could be that for some people. But I would imagine that there's a, there's a, there's a big group of people that play, that play a lot of the game just because they initially found it interesting and made it their hobby and then just lost perspective, and the hobby became more important than the other things that were going on in their lives. I so think I'm, the addictiveness comes from the fact that you're, it's easy success, guaranteed success, based on how much time you actually play, and it's in a community of people that reward and laud those successes so you're in a you're it's like you're popular you're in a positive environment where you can always succeed it's nothing like the real world the real world is full of potential failure and road bumps mm -hmm. and challenges and success sometimes doesn't come easy but you go into that game and blam you can be a hero blam. I, I don't i don't know that i necessarily disagree with what you're saying but at the same time if you think about um just how immersive this game is you've got an environment where you don't die, you have an environment where you get constant rewards, you have an environment where you have people who will um, support and praise you and who you can make quote-unquote relationships with. I mean, you hear about people that meet other people online and, and stuff all the time. So I don't know that it's necessarily fair to say that, that, there'd be, that there's a smaller percentage of people that use this game as a substitute for real-life um, achievement. I think that Personally, I would think that we would be surprised if we could actually see a legitimate cross-section sampling of the populace that plays World of Warcraft and figure and actually get some kind of data talking about how many of those people actually use this game as a substitute for their real lives and are actually missing something in their lives that World of Warcraft takes, um, takes the place of, something that fills that hole. God, I hope um, that's wrong. I, I, <laughs> that's so what, what did you say? To me. It I, is I, disturbing. I, I'm not saying that <clears throat> that it's a good thought, but I'm saying that I think that to say that to say that it, it's probably a small percentage. I honestly don't think that 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 would be fair. This is the largest computer game of all time, the largest MMO, the largest PC game of all time. There's got to be something to that. Think about. Think about just American society, the instant gratification society that I absolutely abhor. But think about that for just a second. This game caters to that. Absolutely. 300%. And for, for the, the, the kind of person who that you think of a stereotypical in-your-mom's-basement kind of gamer, now you and I both know that this is not... Um, but that's not the, the kind of person that we're talking about here. That's not the average gamer as we know it. But there are those people that do exist. And I would, I would wager a fair bet that there are more than just a handful of those people. 
So I would not be surprised, Bill. You, you mentioned that you think it's a small percentage that actually uses this game as a as a as a crutch to fill or as a a, a solve to fill um, that hole. I think it's it's much greater than that. The psychiatric journals that I found online said that they. And it's obviously an estimate. They admit that it's an estimate. They said they they felt that between five to ten percent of the communities playing an MMO, specifically they didn't give a name, are potentially addicted to it and prone to that. But they said that that number in recent years that was based at off of uh, EverQuest numbers. They said in recent years that number may have grown to be as high as thirty percent. I'd probably buy that more. You know, I, I've been saying for a long time that. You know, because this is an obviously a new topic. It's, it's new because it's far more personal with you, Bryce, having gone through this. But, I mean, we've always heard about people getting addicted, and you hear about people quitting the game just completely outright. And my response has always been, it's important to do all things in moderation, and a, a good rule of thumb is to only play as much of the game as you would otherwise do watching television. So, for instance, if you say... I'm going to watch 10 hours of television today. I mean, I think most people would say that's probably a bad idea. Or I'm going to take two weeks off and go go watch television. I mean, okay, but, you know, I mean, it's, um, it, it's so, as a, it's, so, I guess, what I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you have a limited amount of playtime, I, you know, I do whatever I do during the day, I do whatever I do during the night, and then when all is said and done, I sit back and relax. Maybe I watch a couple hours of television. Maybe three hours of television. Maybe three or should, you know. In in lieu of doing that, you actually jump on the game and play two or three hours of the game. Do you think that is something that would hedge or or, or be a you know good rule of thumb, or am I just kind of out there by myself? No, I think I think you're 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 right on, Bill. Um, and not to give a nod to good old communist China, but they uh, didn't. Wasn't that in the um, in the news? A year or so ago, when they limited the amount of game time that their yeah. that their 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 populace could play, to the point where they actually have internet characters in games that are dressed up like police to kind of keep an eye on people's internet time. I'm not suggesting that you know that, that that's a, a standard that we should necessarily adopt, but it's interesting that they they, they acknowledge that. No, and maybe you know, ab- go after having gone through this. Kirkatier said that to me the other night, and it struck me as being. My my first reaction to the whole Chinese thing a year ago was that's absurd. What a what a curtailing on freedom for free will, period. And coming out from the other side of this, my reaction is I can see why they're doing that. Well, I, I think it's a more not that it, not that I think it's a good idea, I still don't. Don't no, get me it, wrong. I but, think it's a good idea man. that people put those restrictions on themselves. <clears throat> I mean I don't agree. I don't necessarily I think the difference is I you, agree. Don't, you don't necessarily want the state doing it. No. Um, no. But, but no, I and I'm not a, agreeing with it. I'm just simply saying that, you know, where I couldn't even see it at all before. Cons- conceptually, it's a good idea to put limits on yourself with respect to the game and sit and have those limits firmly in mind before you turn on the computer. I'm going to play three hours today. I'm going to play two hours and then maybe stick to it. Let me give you something else that, that goes along with that. I, I think you're totally right. I think that it also might be a good idea to ask someone you trust to hold you accountable, to help you remember to play only a few hours a day or only at certain events. So somebody in-game, if it's somebody in the real world, great. If it's somebody in-game, that's great too. But ask somebody to say, hey, um, just let me know if if you see me playing too much. I only want to be on for a couple hours tonight. Would you mind just, you know, flagging me and saying, hey, dude, I thought you were going to bed? I mean, actually 
accountability from another person is actually a good thing to keep you on the right track because you don't want you don't want other people to think badly of you and it keeps you from 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 privacy basically privacy is your big enemy as an as an addict of anything to do something in a vacuum you can do anything you want with no boundaries if someone is out there watching what you're doing you tend to curtail your actions to an acceptable limit in the same way that you would in the real world does that make sense yeah absolutely it's i think it's a difficult thing to get somebody else involved in what you may at that point perceive as your own problem but if you have the um humility to be able to do that i think it can be an extremely valuable tool Absolutely. i would think that if there's any question in your mind like maybe you're sitting if you're a person who's sitting here listening to this going maybe i might have some kind of an issue i don't know how would i know ask your friends in the real world who don't play this game ask them if you have any yeah if you have any that might be a simple well, it, it, it could be but but ask them and see what they say for i mean and i i did i went to I went to three people that I knew that one of them being Karg, who used to play the game, and I said, uh, just out of curiosity, do you think I play too much? And uh, the reaction from all of them was, I don't know, do you play too much? Do, I, I, you talk about it a lot. And one of the reactions from, from one of the guys was, I don't know, those things always strike me as being really uh, addictive. They, that's why I don't play. So the I think the common feeling amongst people who don't play the game is that there's a potential danger and i think that's interesting that that's the impression that they have um but you know in my case they pretty much it was like no we don't think it's too bad i mean you go out with us but i would think that if your friends outside in the real world say well yeah we've been trying to tell you we haven't seen you in weeks that could be your clue well that was part of that was part of the process with you though when you uh, when you started this whole thing was the first week you felt uh you felt like you were still able to go out and, and do things and head to the gym. I but, by, to. but by week two, you weren't returning phone calls. You weren't returning any of my phone calls. I never saw you at the gym. Um, you know, you didn't, you know, go out to get anything to eat. You didn't go out with your friends. You didn't do anything. Um, and I think that's definitely a telltale sign. Yeah. Well, this was a cheery episode. I, I'm, yeah, I feel yeah. great about that. I'm glad I came out tonight with you guys drinking. I feel better about more. myself already. I'm going to go play World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, I've got a seven-hour raid i got to get to, guys. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry, sorry I've held you all up. I just, I know all <laughs> I have you, a very strict you got a level and, schedule, and yeah. I need to be yeah. level 70 by this yeah. time. Ooh, I've got sorry. a RP event tonight. So. Sorry, guys. i got to cut this short because I've got to play two hours of Warcraft that may go through the night. And... Um, <laughs> And I will never, ever do it again based on how crappy it was to go through. All I can I say think, is if you had asked me to do that, I would have said, screw you. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's a, doing that. Yeah, I think it's a very valuable thing. And for next week's show, I'm going to do something similar and just have sex nonstop for 15 hours. And I'm, t- I'm really okay. very much not looking forward to that because I can the, imagine the... Well, make sure you that you Sorry, open what? up the windows hello, hello. and put on a radio in the other room. <laughs> the detrimental physical effects of that are going to yeah. be monumental. <laughs> yeah. Tell yeah, us I what mean, your slash plate is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen seconds. All right, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably okay then. Yeah, okay. All right, so. 
All right, guys. Well, hey, it's good timing. They're calling last call, so. Good one. All right, well, I'm going to go grab another beer before the road. Actually, you're not supposed Sounds to like do that. Plan. I'm going to have a glass no, of you're... seltzer before the road. I'm going to have coffee for the road. How about that? Yeah. Coffee for the road. Well, I Just haven't had any alcohol tonight, so I'm, I'm okay with it. Designated driver. There we go. Who wants a ride home? I do. All right, sure. grab yourself a beer. <laughs> I'll give you a lift. Hey, where, what happened to that waitress? Hey, do you play with the And that's been tonight's After Hours. If you're one of the millions of people who are jumping onto the new hot computing machine craze, then sign on to the worldwide internet to visit the show at www.taverncast.com. It's fun, it's easy, and everyone's doing it. You'll find special deals there at the Taverncast store, an electric forum where you can meet other listeners from across the globe, and drink recipes that you can make at home. And for those little tavern casters out there, there's special drink mixes that don't use the alcohol that mom and dad like. Remember, that's www.taverncast.com. Taverncast After Hours is recorded live and is part of the Taverncast family of podcasts. Until next time, I'm Lou Jenkins, reminding you to keep your game sharp, your Mai Tai topped off, and your eyes to the horizon. Oh, we're going to the Hooky, 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 hooky